on this week's show, banging form and looking towards the top of the table, we hear from Ebbsfleet United midfielder Alfie Egan. We work hard, so if you work hard, hopefully the results come and they are coming at the minute. Playing on both a Saturday and a Sunday, Margate winger Ram Palmer tells us how he manages playing for the gate and SE Dons. Obviously, I manage my body well, so if we've got a game Tuesday, I make sure I'm managing my game on a Sunday. And flying high in the scaffold and with a successful youth team to boot, we hear from Irith Town boss Adam Woodward. Being where we are is really good. The uh, players are performing exceptionally well and we've had some good results recently, which is uh, good. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Cantonese Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. Three interviews for you this week, three different divisions and two Kent Non-League podcast debutants. If you think our awards, sponsors and 187 completed episodes mean we're going to rest on our laurels, well, you're wrong. You've got another think coming, as the phrase actually, apparently, is. Uh, but also doesn't change is the two goons who bring you this show every week. I'm John Phipps, who finally managed to be bothered to walk up to Beachy Head this week, albeit via the pub. And on the line now is a man who I'm going to bet doesn't know what is unique about this week's show. Matt Gerrard, how are you? Secondly, what is happening for the first time in this week's show? Oh, that's a good question. First, I want to hear about Beachy Head because the way things are going, that's where I'm heading. Um, <laughs> on a football point of view, um, uh, what is it? What is it? 188, is it? Yep. There's nothing to do with that. Um, unique. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, I'm trying to think of something witty to say, but I can't think of anything. We're recording at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Correct. I don't think we've ever recorded an episode before in the morning. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Because it's half term, um, I, I'm not um, doing I much. I'm not at work, funnily enough. Yes. So, um, yeah, we're doing 11 o'clock and it's quite a nice day. So hopefully we can go and do something after this. Um, yeah. If I was allowed to do go and do something after this. Get this stuff there. wrapped up and then get out. Yeah. 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 Apart from that. Yeah. So um, I, I suppose you're better first think about the elephant in the room john that we're gonna to have to talk about um well i've, I've, I've been... i'll tell you what my friend i've written a nice little bit in the section of the script going by your um by your words from last night so we'll just discuss it when we get to it all right but obviously you no, probably had something words. else john you see I, I i've been a big fan of this thing for a while uh, and i've seen numerous games and numerous things about them and how are they going to make james bond again after what i saw on sunday so you wouldn't see james bond then yeah, have you seen it? I haven't, but I know what happens. Someone put it on uh, on on Facebook. Nice so, yeah. um, how are they going to do that? I don't know. Answers answers on a postcard to sent from that. So that's 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 basically that's the only thing that's really bothered me. That answers I'm on the postcode to uh, James Bond died at PO Box. Everybody know. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it, and I know, so you know, why not spoil it for? And if you, to be honest, if you're that bothered about it, why haven't you seen it? It's been out for a month. Yeah, it was quite, I really enjoyed it. Really good film. Um, um, but yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, well, how they? I don't know how they're going to do it. Because of course, every film, film, I always stay to the end of the credits, even if it could be the worst film ever. I have to go to the end because, right? Like some of the old Toy Stories, they used to have funny bits at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I got to the end, and it said James Bond will return, and I'm thinking, Are you sure? I don't know how he's going to do that? <laughs> or is it, well, I've got no idea. But um, well, it's it makes too much money, so that's the only thing that's troubling me. This week is how James Bond will return. Everything else is just worthless anymore. Good. Yeah, no, we had a nice stroll up to Beachy Head. We did, uh, we, we started in town, so we didn't quite Where is do the Beachy whole Head, thing. anyway? Well, it's Sussex. About, Sussex. Yeah, it's not far from here at all. So really? it's about, all right. Yeah, it's just an hour's walk from, well, an hour's walk from here, but in the car, it takes about 10 minutes. 
but obviously right. it's uphill and everything but it was nice with a nice little country walk um and we ended up at the, there's a nice pub up there called the beachy head and so we ended up there but it's, it's beautiful if you ever come down here it is the place to go and visit well, well we'll be heading to um, places that like that soon <laughs> yes so, uh, yes um uh, but, but I don't know, this may not be a bit macabre mm. could you well it, it, all it's known for is people sort of throwing themselves off isn't it it is, is that, it's well known is that for a bad that. rep it's got it, it, well, it's a bad rep it's got because it is beautiful up there and and uh, there is a lighthouse down at sea level so you can stand up on the cliffs and look down and see the lighthouse um but obviously yeah it does have that but there are chaplains up there and apparently if you're sat up there on your own they go and check if you're all right and everything like that um and and they do try to sort of play that down like down here the local paper only reports stuff at the inquest it doesn't report report when um when bodies are found and stuff oh, like yeah. that so you know it, it is tough yeah and, and if people have got you know make sure you talk to people that's the main thing if you're in that absolutely yeah you you know i'd I'd like to actually i've never been to head marathon where people run up it that was that was this weekend just finished yeah 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 so i know it's quite yeah so um yeah well i I would like to see the sussex countryside i think sometime well i'm sure you're gonna have a saturday date down here next (laughs) next season yeah yeah. Yeah, well i'm I'm, I'm programmed in mate yeah absolutely i'll I'll put you up how about that sounds good Lovely. It's our 188th episode this week, and that took me down another transportation wormhole via the Bristol 188, a supersonic research plane built by the Bristol Aeroplane Company in the 1950s, which was nicknamed the Flaming Pencil due to its length, slender cross-section and intended purpose, to the life and times of Casey Jones, who's done pretty well, I think, to appear on the Wikipedia page for 188, purely because his final train journey was 188 miles long. He was a late 19th century railway man and died when his train crashed into a stationary one in Mississippi, but apparently his supreme skill in slowing the train down on april the 30th 1900 saved the lives of all of his passengers Uh, there's even two songs the ballad of casey jones a 1909 folk tune and the equally unimaginatively titled casey jones by the grateful dead neither of which i'm going to say are as good as the ballad of tom jones the 1998 space song featuring caris from catatonia i'll tell you this number stuff should really be on the national curriculum if you ask me matt casey jones wasn't that used to be a a singer as well. Me, no, but no, interesting, John. I didn't, I didn't know that Bristol was big in the air industry. And oh, I didn't Matt, massive. That, that's where Concord was built. Was it? Oh, I didn't ever knew that. At Filton, yeah. Have they got a massive airport at Bristol then? There is, there is a airport, but there's also like the Filton was like there's a big sort of airport uh, up in that sort of area as well, and they did have all the plane factories and everything up there. Oh, right. So yeah, big, big aviation. Is big. that is that what Bristol was famous for? Would you say the well, probably not in the 1800s, of course. Place, no, but... suspension bridge and lots of lots oh, of yeah. industry going on. But it was well known for it's really well. Known. I I didn't know until I moved there that it was well known for its aeroplanes, but it is well known for its aeroplanes. Interesting. Well, you, you learn something every day, which is the most important thing from this podcast, I think, really. Absolutely, it certainly is. Right, let's get on with the show then. Where to start this week? Well, let's go to the National League South, uh, which has been a busy old week with two games for most of our teams. It's now seven wins on the spin for Ebbsfleet United after they saw off Eastbourne by a 1-0 on Saturday and Braintree Town 2-0 on Tuesday night. I was at the first of those games and after it, I spoke to Fleet's excellent midfielder, Alfie Egan. We, we do play good football. We like to get the ball down and play. Um, we like to play attractive football, get forward. But these are the games that count. You, you play in these games and you really feel a buzz after the game when you get the, the, the win um, and everyone could feel it. It is one of those places, isn't it, where if you come and get a win at Eastbourne Bury, you know you're a half-decent side. Definitely. They're a, they're a good side. They, they're drilled. They, they obviously work on what they want to do and they cause problems. And um, 
as you can see, we can we can graft out a result with 10, 11 men. Um, everyone works together and, and it's really clicking at the moment. As a young player coming through, how, how great is it being under a manager like Dennis, who's he's obviously made great strides and, and changed the way completely that the, the team's played? Definitely, definitely. That's credit to him. We, we work very hard in training. Uh, we're in nearly every day. We're working on um, playing out from the back, different things, and we work hard, so... If you work hard, hopefully the results come and they are coming at the minute. Is it one of those with the, the players that you've got and so much competition for places, but if you're, you're at the top of your game, no one in this league is going to beat you, are they? We want to stay grounded, but when we're on it, we are a good side and there's good sides in the league, definitely, but we believe in ourselves, we believe what Gaffer's doing, everyone's a part of what he's doing and, and like I said, we are a good side and, and it can click. And you've got a lot of competition for places, so you know every time you, you get the team sheet, what, what, is it like, am I playing and everything like that? It is, because everyone in this squad can come in and can play. And like you can see, Woody's come in, obviously, unfortunately got sent off. He's, he's had a great first half and um, he's made things happen. Anyone that comes in this team can cause problems. So I don't think it's really, you know, sometimes people get a bit annoyed when they're not playing, but we know we're going to get a chance in the team. He's going to switch it around sometimes, but when we, when we play, we've got to play for, for the team. I mean, obviously, generally speaking, it's a, it's a tough division, isn't it? And, and you look at the league table and you see three Kent teams very near the top of it. Yeah. Does that add an extra spice to it? It does, I think. Um, we we like to focus on ourselves. Gaffer's definitely inward thinking, um, focus on what we're doing, because if we play how we want to play, we can win, we can win any game. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. We, we want to we wanna push up the table, we want to win games, and that's the end of the, end of the day. Is it almost the case that, obviously, you had the break last season and last season everything happened, but... Do you think that kind of has helped you in a little bit? Because it has given you a bit more time to get used to Dennis's methods. It did. We uh, When the season ended last last uh, last year, obviously I went on loan, but we carried on training and playing games. Um, so we got we got a bit bit extra time maybe than other people to, to really click, to, to get people that were coming this year and they were training with us the end of last year. So I think we've had a lot more time to, to, to really gel and, and you can see it in our performances now. And how much are you enjoying playing for Ipswich? I love it, I love it. Um, Gaffer's plays exactly how I want to play, he's exciting, he's forward thinking, he's just lets me do what I want to do really, so I'm, I'm loving it at the minute. And in that midfield role that you do, I mean you've got forward well today but you do the dirty stuff as well and, and I like the, the partnership with Paxman as well, I think the two of you kind of work well together don't you? I love playing with Pax, I think Pax is a, a great, great player and Anyone that comes to watch the game, you can see he's got he's got the little trickery. He can he can go forward. He can defend. He's a great player. But all of our players are great. So whoever's whoever's in there can do a job for the team. And just going forward, you, I guess you just want to keep going. And we were talking about it earlier. I heard you talking about it. goals. You'd love to have more goals. I'm yeah. Guessing. You know what? I normally like to chip in with a goal. It's just not going in at the minute. But you know what? When one goes in, normally say they start going in. So hopefully I'll get one soon and, and I can start to chip in with more goals. And the aim for the season is just to finish as high as you can. As high as we can, yeah. Keep our head, head, uh, feet on the ground, sorry, and, and just, just ride the table. And one final one, actually. How much are you looking forward to the cup tie at Orient? I can't wait. Um, we've got a few games, obviously. We've got Tuesday and Saturday and a few after that to, to focus on. But it's a, it's a great cup tie. We, uh, it's not too far from me either. So uh, I've got a few mates that support late in Orient. So be, they'll be down there and it'll be good, good to test ourselves. But I believe in this squad and I believe in the gaffer and what he wants to do. So we can go and, go and do something there. Every time I see that young man play, Matt, I'm very impressed. And now I've seen and heard him be interviewed, nothing changes. I enjoyed that chat. An enjoyable week for Everton United, up to third and in red-hot form. Very good, very good. We said before, maybe they had a bit of a soft underbelly last season, I think. But they seem to have gone gone to places like Eastbourne and Braintree. Just took the time, took the time, didn't panic. 
and got a, a, a decent result last night as well. So, yeah, I think um, uh, doing a really decent job, Dennis Kutri. But I think, I think your point you made about them carrying on playing, we may have scoffed. Clearly, what do I know after being on this podcast? Scoffed at all. Why are they playing? Why are they training? But those extra little couple of months getting into work with Dennis with the training maybe come to fruition come the end of the season. So I think that's a, a, a really good thing. Again, like a lot of clubs around here seem to be the link between the supporters and the fans seems to be there. Everybody seems to be enjoying it. So fair play to them. So, um, yeah, doing a decent job, I have to say, uh, Dennis Katrine there. And they're probably thinking with the results going their way, what they're, what, they're only four points off the top now. Two games over Christmas against uh, Dartford as well. Going in the right direction, absolutely. And we probably scoffed if you look at back a year ago, 18 months ago, when Dennis Katrine got doing the job. But everybody you speak to within the game and at Ebsleet saying what a good man he is and he's doing an excellent job. Yeah, I mean, I obviously hadn't seen Ebsleet since the opening day of the season when they tore Tunbridge Angels apart. Um, I thought they were a little bit... They weren't as good that on Saturday as, as they were in that game. It didn't seem to flow quite as well as it did that day. But I thought... Uh, I thought they played very well. And, you know, I obviously see a few games at Eastbourne Borough. And if you're going and winning at Eastbourne Borough, that's the the measure of a half-decent side, I think. I mean, I, I do see Eastbourne a bit, and I just always think there's something missing about them. But I, I, I thought, you know, Epsi did ride their luck a little bit at times, but they Chris Hague didn't really have a save to make all afternoon. And that was down to the, the men in front of him. I thought Joe Martin had a really good game. And even after uh, the red card that they suffered there, I thought they... They, they, they tucked in really well and they just battled for it and they wanted it. And, and to be honest, if anyone was going to get the second goal in that game, even with 10 men, I thought it was going to be Ebsfleet. Uh, and Alfie Egan there, Matt, he's just turned 24, but he's he's a really, really good player. He's he's, he's driving that team on, I think, in many aspects. And, the, and I said to him there, the partnership with him and Paxman is key to what they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I, as I mentioned, I thought they may be a bit of a soft underbelly, but he's brought players in who know this level, Alfie Egan, Clearly, he's a good player because he went on loan to Maidenhead last season when Maidenhead carried on. So, clearly, he can play at the level above and play quite a few games for Maidenhead. So, yeah, I, I, I just like the how they're playing. I really do, absolutely. Um, I think they've got a good momentum. I think they've got a good manager. I, I, I think I said at the start of the season, I fancied them more above Maidstone and they've gone ahead of Maidstone. Maidstone a bit of a dodgy patch at the moment. But, you know, if decent cup tie against Dorian, where they'll probably take loads of fans. They're in a good place. Um, you know, Ipswich a couple of years ago weren't in a very good place, but they seem to have turned that around. And and, and credit to people like Damien Irving, who's thought outside the box. And sometimes I think maybe you have to. And we scoffed at that. And I'm holding my hands up now about that. So fair play to them and good luck to them as well. And it makes it a good title race. There's, who's going to be in Dartford and Ipswich? Be a cracking game over Christmas, as I mentioned. I think you scoffed more than I did because I remember saying I was pleased it wasn't one of the old familiar faces, you know, who's been around yeah, the block and everything like that. And, and I think, you know, fair play to them. The, the only chatting to a few people as I was on Saturday, the only thing I, I heard that people saying a little bit uh, interesting is is the way that he rotates the team so much. And every week there's three or four changes. Every, every game there's three or four changes. Sometimes players are, are, are in, sometimes players are out. And, and and the question, does he know his best 11? And I think that's that that's... One thing that may be a problem further down the line, but I think, as I said to to Alfie there, if they're at their best, I don't think there's many teams in this division that can that can cope with them, and that's all that they've only got to focus on themselves, haven't they? 
Yeah, I, I would have thought so. Um, Dennis is going to go there. There's going to be some tough games coming up with some of the sides who are probably not doing as well as they thought, right? But maybe he's learned a lot from that well, the shortened season last year. But yeah, I, yeah, I did scoff and fair play to him. But I think um, he's done a good job and he comes across really well in interviews as well from what I, from what I hear about him. And he's enjoying it and a wise decision by Ebsleet. And we said that all Dartford are going to do it. Dartford, maybe not. Maybe it's going to be Ebsleet now. We don't know. It's, it's, it's the delights of the National League South. A long way to go, but when he played nine games, but um, I think they're going in the right direction. Fair play to him. Yeah, as I say, t- team changes. There were five changes yeah. uh, to the team on, on Tuesday night from the team that played on well, Saturday. Would you, would you do that, Well, it's a tough one, isn't you, it? He's, he's obviously got players he wants to keep happy, but I just sometimes wonder if the... How, how big is their squad? It's a big squad, isn't it's it? It's a big squad for that level, yeah. And I mean, you know... Uh, Tanner, who I, who I was purring about on the opening day, it wasn't even on the bench on Saturday, back in the team last night. But it just kind of shows that the, the they have got that strength. And it is nice to be able to rest players because it is a long old slog of a season, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, my feeling is how football should be played. You, you play your best team as they go. And it'll be interesting about how important the FA Cup is to them. Going to Leighton Orient, will he, does he know his best team? It'll be interesting if he plays his... Does he play a strong scene when they go late on? Because late on it might not do, and you can cause a bit of a shock. So, yeah, but I'm sure, well, again, we haven't heard any murmurs of players sort of moaning, have we? Because they're doing well. So, um, yeah, so I, it works at the moment. Me personally, if you can, if you've got everybody fit, you pick your best team every week. But what do I know? Clearly not a lot. So, um, on that basis. But if it works, maybe it's a, um, a different European mentality that you, you, you keep your players in probably keeps them on the toes as well a bit, really, because certain things, if you're picking the same 11 every week, you've got no competition for places. It's Maybe you go a little bit stale, so maybe that is the way forward. Absolutely. Well, it's working for them at the moment. Dartford sits top of the pile after their 0-0 draw at Chelmsford City on Monday night. Uh, Maidstone have slipped down to fourth after a 2-0 defeat home to Dorking Wanderers on Saturday, followed by a 0-0 draw at Dulwich on Tuesday. Tunbridge Angels overcame Billericay 1-0 in their only fixture of the week on Saturday. Uh, well, Welling were held 1-1 at Hemel Hempstead on Saturday before letting a two-goal lead slip as they lost 3-2 at home to Hampton and Richmond on Tuesday night. And I can understand the frustration, but I, I did see a couple of people saying at 2-0 they were quite fortunate to be 2-0 up. But that's a, a disappointing result for Peter Taylor. He's, he's made a bright start at Welling. Yeah, I was thinking I didn't look into the game, but when I saw them 2-0 up at half-time, I thought, oh, Peter Taylor, he questioned him about taking the job. Clearly, there has been an upturn in form, but then I think by the hour mark, they were 3-2 down. So that'll be a little bit disappointing for them. Um, from that, but yeah, I think they're going in the right direction. Um, he's bringing players in. I think he's brought a couple of players in. He's a couple of Danny Parrish he brought in from Wilson, who's decent. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they're going in the right direction and just a bit of a blip. But um, uh, now Peter Taylor's in charge. I, I, I don't think Welling will be looking uh, at the wrong end of the table. They'll be looking up to try and get that middle of the, middle of the table. Yeah, the big game at the top of the table on Saturday is Dartford travel to face fifth place Dorking, who seem to have oh. found some form of late. Uh, while Ebbsfleet home to Bath City, Maidstone go to Hungerford, Tunbridge Angels are home to Oxford City, and Welling are also at home to second bottom Billericay. Then on Tuesday night, Dartford in action again, this time at Concord Rangers. Uh, Bromley are still sixth in the National League after four good points on the road this week. A 3-2 win at Aldershot on Saturday, followed by a 1-1 draw at Notts County. They win their games in hand, and Andy Woodman's men will be joint top. Uh, they're at home to FC Halifax 
Ajax Town on Saturday and then play one of those games in hand on Tuesday when they travel to face Woking. Dover, meanwhile, did not have any league action this week, but on Saturday they're at home to Stockport before travelling to Southend on Tuesday night. In the meantime, the Whites were knocked out of the FA Cup on Tuesday night, losing 1-0 in their rearranged replay at Southern League Premier Division Southside Yates Town. My co-host said last night that we should, and I quote, just float over this tomorrow. So all I will say is that Dover lost, Yates are at home to Yeovil in the next round. And I'm going to ask Matt, do you want to add anything at all? Uh, no, um, I castigated myself because I looked at the team and I thought oh, we'll win this game. And I'd text somebody, I think probably this time yesterday, thinking we would win. And why do I continue to do that when we are a very poor team? Nothing seems to be changing. Again, I'm slating myself on this pod again. At the start of the season, if you listen to back to episode one, preview of the season, oh, I think I said, oh, we'll be OK because we've got goals in the team. You look at us now, it's absolutely shocking. Um, and something has got to change. If, if Andy Hessenthaler can't get anything out of these players, and you look at if you change your manager, something can happen. It's got to because, as I said before, we're going down. We need to rebuild. And if that's a change of manager, that's a change of manager. Um, I think a lot of people are going that way. And somebody said to me, you know, this is the lowest of the low. Probably in 16 years, the lowest over have been since Jim Parmenter came in. We had some lows then. But there was sort of, you know, you could see something might come back up. You might lose a few games, but from there. But it's an absolute shambles at the moment. Fair play to Yatedale because they could have should have beaten us in the first game anyway. So, But why I thought we would actually win when we're terrible, I don't really know. Didn't you, up, didn't you end up in the Isthmian League under South East? Yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah, 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 you yeah, have but, been but, worse. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, but I don't think because then we had that, but then Jim came in and there was a bit of a bounce. But we can't see anything that's going to go at the moment because, as I say, off the pitch with, with nothing, there's nothing there to. Again, I've been to Folkestone. I've been to Margate the last few weeks. And you go to a football ground and you want to enjoy yourself and you have a bit of a buzz if you win or lose. That's fine. I don't mind losing, but it's coming for supporters. They're saying they're going because they have been for years. They're not going because they're enjoying it and it's become a chore. And if you lose games, I don't, I don't mind us losing, but show a bit of fight. Again, and that's, that's what frustrates me the most, really, because... No disrespect to Yate, fair play to them. Hope they beat Yeovil. Hope they get Man United away in the, in the next round or in the third round. But the level we're playing, the players we've got, we should be beating them. But clearly, something's not right, and and something's got to change. Look at the next two games, Stockport, and you know what's going to come out because Stockport got loads of money. Da, 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 we've got no money. That's the from there. I expect Stockport to beat us. South End, new manager, first home game. I think it might be. I don't know if they're playing on Saturday. I expect them to be this. So where do we go from here? You know, it's 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 a downward spiral. Maybe I'm being too negative, but you go on the forums and you go on Twitter and things like that, Dover fans. We're all to, we're all talking the same, and I don't want to make this a Dover podcast and thing from that. But it's a shambles, and something's got to change. But I don't know what that is. Well, time will tell. Into the Ismini Premier Division now and a great, great week for Folks and Victor. No FA Cup hangover for them as they thrashed fellow high flyers Kingstonian 5-1, although the case did have their goalkeeper Rob Tolfrey sent off early on, before coming from 2-0 down to beat Bognor Town 4-2 away from home on Tuesday night. 
It was also a good week for Margate with a pair of wins, 2-1 against Brighton Sea Region on Saturday and then 2-0 against East Thurrock on Tuesday night. Uh, Matt was at Saturday's game against Brighton Sea Region and after that match he spoke to gate goal scorer Ryan Palmer. Obviously we're pleased with the three points but obviously the manner we've got high expectations at the club. We should be dominating games like that, tucking away our chances but at the end of the day, ugly or not, it's the three points that matter. Great start for you as well, ball over the top and a good finish from the strike and that's what Jay said, you get the ball over the top, you're causing problems. That's it, we've been working on training those out-to-in runs and I just, I just know that the gaffer said make sure you make those runs I made that run it came in to me put my head down and just striped through it and luckily it went in so yeah I'm happy with that What's the feeling scoring the first goal for the club? Oh it's amazing I've been due to get a goal obviously I've been filling in right back here and there but when I'm up there I want to score That's my as a winger you want to score you want to assist and, and that's, a, that's a stat on the board for me so I'm, I'm delighted and it's got the win 2-1 so even better How difficult is it you know, you know to not playing in your regular position again you have to go to right back later in the game? Um, I don't think it's difficult. I think as a winger, especially the, the full-backs now, the modern-day full-backs, if you're a winger, you should be able to play full-back. And because I've got that attack in mind as well, when I'm playing against wingers, I kind of know what they're going to do. Um, so for me, especially at this age, I'm happy to fill in where the team need me. Um, but I'm delighted to be back on the wing and, and get a goal for the team. It's a new team here. and You're doing all right because they're just outside the playoffs. What's the expectations this season? I think the expectation is to, to win as many games as we can. Um, we want to finish as high up the table as we can. So if we want to get into playoffs, we will. But... As a, as a group, we've got very high expectations of each other. Um, we don't want to lose games. We want to win every game. We want to get three points. Um, but we've got to keep going game by game. Also, you're, you're, on a Sunday, you're playing football as well. So yeah. you're a busy man at the weekends. Um, how, I don't know how old you are in these days, but 30. 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. How difficult is it playing twice in two days? Um, def- as well as training, I suppose. Yeah, to be fair, I think it's, it's where I've been doing it for so many years, my body relies on it. And everyone says, how do you do it? It's, it's, my body's used to that. I think if people try and do stuff like that later on, I think it's a bit difficult for them, but that's, that's my body. If I don't do that, it's alien to my body. So I think it helps me stay fresh. It helps my body, especially at this age, to be ticking along. And it keeps me fit. Obviously, I manage my body well, so if we've got a game Tuesday, I make sure I'm managing my game on a Sunday. I won't start. So that sort of stuff, taking care. And I do a lot of recovery outside of football. So... Yeah, I can do it. Um, and as you said, it's not for everyone, but for me, it's fun. What's Margate are quite happy to do? Because certain clubs, you know, levels, yeah. don't like players playing on a Sunday yeah. because of injury, of course, etc. Yeah. Um, I think they, do, they trust me. They trust me. They know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an athlete in terms of I make sure I do my recoveries, I take my football serious. Um, but they know, they know that Saturdays is priority. Saturdays is important to me. So anything that I know that might jeopardise that, I make sure that's not that doesn't come in the way. So I think the manager's happy for me to manage it. Um, I think other areas where some managers might not be happy is because they don't. You have managers who didn't like it when yeah, you did it a lot. I think a couple of moves that I'm, I've I've tried to do in the past have been blocked because I play Sundays, and I, not that I don't agree with it. I just think that. It's, it's semi-pro managers shouldn't be able to to control you in what you do you've got freedom do you know what I mean it's semi-professional football um, but as I said every manager I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sportsman so I make sure I do things away from football to keep me recovered what did your Saturday night what did you do now after this you recover now yeah, yeah. And what happens next do you, you don't go out on a Saturday night or how does it work um, I'm, I'm, I'm always a quiet night in anyway <laughs> I've got two kids I've got a, a little one that's five months um, so yeah so I go in I make sure I'm recovering I put the leg compression sleeves on do the tens machine, freshen up Sunday morning. I might sit on the bench, do the warm up on a Sunday, make sure I'm nice and loose for Tuesday. Yeah, and you see, you mentioned that you f- you feel fed up, fitter for doing this as yes. well. Yes, I know people say it's it's, it's it's a weird combo, but I think if you've got people that 
play on a Saturday, they'll go out, go and get drunk, sitting on a Sunday, their legs stiffen up, they've not done nothing, no oxygen's running through their legs, they're worse off. I'm out there, I'm stretching, and my body's getting warm, oxygen's going through it, I'm getting rid of all of that lactic acid, all of that um, that waste product. I think it's a, I think it's a healthier balance. In my Do you think that will you know, make your career go longer as well, all this playing football? Or... Um, I think I've still got a couple of years. The missus ain't happy that um, for a long time it's been Saturday, Sunday, training. But at the same time, they always say, try and play as long as you can. And I'm here to play as long as I can. I've got a, I've got a, long, a long career in this game. So. And it's all worth it for scoring a goal? There we go. The three points. That's the main thing. He spoke well there, Matt Palmer, and, and played well by the sounds of things. And you did tell me uh, during the game on Saturday that you thought Dover would beat Brightling. See, having just witnessed what happened on Tuesday night, do you still feel the same? <laughs> Probably not. No, but Brighton and she weren't the best team. I think they've lost nine out of ten now, including that game. I don't know how they, they played last night. But that, yeah, they were they were very poor, particularly at the back. Because I can see goals for fun. And Margate, if they used a little bit of now of putting the ball wide for the likes of Palmer when they scored the two goals, they would have scored a lot of goals and got a little bit hairy near the end. But Margate, again, everybody's happy there. Everybody's enjoying the football. Jay Saunders has got that link from the fans. Um, the players are linked to the fans. Palmer, yeah, he, he was quite um, an interesting interviewer as well because, you know, when I mentioned it about it, because playing Saturday and Sunday, and some people think, oh, that's not really right, is it? But you shouldn't be doing that. You should be. But he, as he said in the interview, it, it, it's what works for him. If he didn't do it, his body might seize up and things like that. But you no, know, he should have won. Margate should have been five, six and up after about the hour mark, and it got a little bit nervy. But. Um, I think they're going in the right direction. They've got some decent players there. Um, people like, and you've got people, wholehearted players like Palmer, who will give his absolute 110%. And that's all you can ask for, I think. Yeah. And I think when you talk about um, the, the Sunday thing, I can understand um, that some managers will be a sort of bit reluctant uh, to, to let players play on Sundays as well. But it, it's very obvious. We spoke to a few people uh, involved in, in the SE Dons club who Ryan Palmer plays for on a Sunday. And, and in many ways, that is as important to them as as what they do on a Saturday. So Jason is doing the right thing by giving him the opportunity and saying, well, you know, you know your body. And I, and I like the fact he said there, well, you know, because I've got a game on Tuesday, I won't play 90 minutes on Sunday. I don't know if, what he, what, if he did play at all on Sunday, but I like the fact that he said, you know, I'm responsible for this. And I can, I've, it was almost like he was saying, I've promised Jason that I will be as important to Margate as he needs me to be, but I still want to be involved. And, and I think that's a good way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, and I think he's sort of a player who is good in the dressing room and maybe can say to Jay, we've got another player who could come and do your job. And, and again, and if he wasn't fit or doing, you know, doing his work on a uh, on the training or on a Saturday and he's losing his fitness, he's going to, he won't play him. So, You've got to trust these players. That seems to work. There's a lot of Kent-based players who seem to play for these, don't they? Um, for this team. And it's I don't really know much about it, how it is, but they, they seem to be very successful um, off the pitch as well on a sort of um, hashtag for kids, doesn't it? And things like that. So, But no, I, I quite liked him. He was um, a character. And I, and I think that's what Margate knew. And he wouldn't have brought him in. Um, Jay Saunders, he didn't think he could do a job for him. And he did a, an excellent job for him as well. So he's got Montel, the other guy, um, Azurpong, I think he plays as well, doesn't he? I think he might do. And he was he was excellent for Margate, I thought. If funny enough, I'm actually looking at the uh, at the, the names who play for SE Dons at the moment as, as as we talk about it. And there are just players that we know that we've seen playing around Kent uh, for a long time. Uh, you've got 
Nathan Green in there. You've got Zach Hanser, obviously, Junior uh, Akonabere, who plays for uh, Sheppard United. Kieran Campbell is on there. Um, Calvin Epcateto must be one of the related to the others. Rory Hill, George Camarasi. You know, th- these are players who are playing for them. And, and look, they don't all play every single week because they, they do have their other commitments. But obviously... This club is very, very important to them. And it is a thing that managers have to weigh up. I know Sam Denley had this issue when he was at Hythe Town, where, whereby he said, you know, I don't want players to play on Sunday. And then the knock-on of that was these players said, well, we'll be moving on then because this is an important thing for us. So I completely understand that they, they love playing for their Sunday league team. And it's a big part of it. No, you enjoy doing Radio Kent. You enjoy doing the podcast. It, it you can perform on both stages when required, you know. No, so, I'm not, no I'm not, some of my statements last few weeks are not necessarily. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. no different from 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 you doing radio and doing a podcast and your job as well. It's it's you do things to, to that you enjoy. I, I hope you enjoy the podcast anyway. But you know, I, I oh, love this season, mate. It's one of the best seasons I've ever done. Yeah, it's it's great for you to be able to talk about Dover as well as uh, as well <laughs> as everything else that's going on. Yeah, but no, it's it, it and it is obviously a big thing. And and you know, fair play to to Ryan. I I think he came across brilliantly in that interview in saying. I appreciate, I know how to work my body and I know what I'm doing. And the players whose names I've just read out on there, who, who playing, they are all older players who know their bodies and know what they're doing. And they, I'm pretty sure they won't put their Sunday football ahead of their Saturday football, but they also won't completely swear off because they enjoy it. And, and I think that's the right balance and, and fair play to him. Well, football's all about enjoyment. And if they, they feel the... Um... The enjoyment is playing Saturdays and Sundays with your teammates and your friends. That's the way forward. I think. Um, I think uh, fair play to him, and I, I, I'll try and keep an eye out for what he does. But I quite liked him as a player. He's direct, good engine, um, and he scored a good goal. So yeah, I think it's good. Job done. What more can what more can you ask for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, from him. Craig Wanderers lost 4 at Chesson on Saturday. Uh, on Tuesday, Folkestone are at home to Hornchurch in the league and Margate go to Corinthian Casuals. But before that, this weekend, it's the FA Trophy for those three, with Cray at home to Kings Langley on Sunday, 24 hours after Invicta host Hendon and Margate host Beaconsfield. Uh, also in trophy action on Saturday, the last remaining Isthmian League southeast sides from our county as Faversham take on the Isthmian League Premier's bottom side, Leatherhead, and Herne Bay are also at home to Binfield. At staying in the Eastern League Southeast, the Mitch Bag on Tuesday night. Good wins for Cray Valley PM 4 0 over Hythe and Ashford United, who earned an excellent 3 1 win away at Hastings. Obviously, not so good for Hythe. Uh, Norfolk Corinthian, who went down 4 0 at home to Whitehawk, uh, while Herne Bay drew 0 0 at East Grinstead. That follows on uh, from Saturday's results, and Corinthian will be doubly disappointed having a, finally got their first home win of the season as they beat Ramsgate. Uh, 2-1 on Saturday. Also on Saturday, it was Ashford 2, Whitstall 0. Seven Oaks Town beaten 3-2 at Burgess Hill. Uh, Chichester 1, Hythe 1. Faversham beat Whitehawk by a goal to nil. It was Herne Bay 3, VCD Athletic 0. Phoenix Sports 2, Hastings 4. And it was Sittingbourne 0, Cray Valley PM 6, ending Sittingbourne's good run of form. But Cray Valley top of the league, Matt, and, and they're looking the part, aren't they? Marcel Barrington amongst the goals. He was at Margate. I quite liked him. He, he was a player. Yeah, decent scoring goals from that. We know Cray Valley come through again. Um, teams like Corinthian will try and look at them and try and use them as a as a benchmark, uh, as a side that come from the scaffold and try and move them. But it's up. probably but, yeah. fair to say that Corinthian and Cray Valley have somewhat different budgets. Yeah, yeah, yes, but, <laughs> but, but true. But you can see right. Let's how we work through the leagues and what we can do it from there. Yeah, Corinthian. We wanted Corinthian. You know, get that home win. Cray Valley. Kevin Watson doing a very good job. 
um, from there, a couple of cracking results. Got a feel for Hyde at the moment, though, haven't you? Really, um, not good for them. Which is, I don't know if anybody's come forward with the with the money situation. You know, I feel for Steve Steve Watt. Um, yeah, difficult difficult times for for Hyde, but also a great result for Hastings and uh, for Ashford at Hastings as well. Yes, big game on Saturday as well. Cray Valley against Ashford uh, Saturday afternoon. So that should be a good one. Sittingbourne, uh, having beaten been beaten 6-0 at the weekend, now travel to second place Haywards Heath on Saturday. It's Ramsgate against Phoenix Sports. Seven Oaks Town against Corinthian. VCD Athletic are at home to East Grinstead and Whitstall will take on three bridges. Uh, and then there are games on Tuesday as well in the South East Division. Faversham against Hythe, Hastings against Whitstall, and it's Hearn Bay against Ramsgate. Also uh, on Tuesday, Matt, everyone's favourite competition is back. The Velocity Trophy. Uh, Cray Valley PM at home to Holbridge Sports on Tuesday. I'd imagine the attendance of that one will be absolutely minimal. So that's, that's, that's the League Cup, is it? The League Cup, yes. It, what what, they didn't have that last low. season, did they? They didn't, no. Well, they did have what a season they? last season, did they? What is the point? Sorry, Velocity. Uh, well, yeah. It'd be interesting. To see, I'm sure um, Kevin Watson will give some of his maybe his fringe players a go, but I'm sure he'd rather be training or doing something. Well, in that competition, a bit of a waste of time. But there you go. Is, is it, it's not a group one anymore. It's just straight knockout job, is it? I think it's just a straight knockout. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I forgot about the group system until you mentioned that, but that was an absolute nightmare, wasn't it? Uh, into the scaffold now, where Sheffield United are top of the table, but they've only gone top of the table on Tuesday night. Before they went top of the table. Top of the standings were Irith Town. Now, I saw Irith Town play against Glebe right at the start of the season. Uh, they were well beaten that day, but th- they had something about them that night. Uh, and they've been on an absolutely fantastic run of form. To make things even more interesting, on Saturday, they play Sheppey United. What better time could there be to catch up with Irith Town manager Adam Woodward? Yeah, it's going really well at the moment. Um, obviously, being where we are is really good. The uh, players are performing exceptionally well. And we've had some good results recently, which is a good obviously we're speaking on tuesday morning at the moment you are still top of the table it may not be the case when we record the show on wednesday but what an achievement in a division where there's so many teams with allegedly big budgets for you to be at the top at the moment is is, is fantastic yeah obviously it's, it's nice for the uh, for the players to see themselves top of the league but um obviously there's a long way to go within the um season so obviously all we can do is keep worrying about ourselves and keep going into each game as we can obviously we've got a game tomorrow in the London Cup against Clapton that's our main focus at the moment and then obviously Sheppey on Saturday so we will just obviously take one game at a time and keep doing what we're trying to do and progress as much as we can obviously you lost to Sheppey in the Vars looking at that game on Saturday I guess you know what to expect from them yeah I thought um, it was very unlucky in the uh, Vars game I felt a couple of uh, questionable decisions um, cost us really on the day and like I said it, I don't think we've fully deserved to lose that game and to be honest I thought a draw would have been a fair result and maybe got into penalties or extra time whatever it was but listen we, we've done our homework we'll work on things at training like we did last night and we'll try and go in to get a positive result on Saturday I guess with the form you're in it's not about anybody else is it it's about if you turn up and you do your thing then you'll be happy yeah, I said this to the players on Saturday. We just got to worry about ourselves now. If we um, conduct ourselves in the right way, then we're a match for anyone on our day. And um, we just got to worry about ourselves. We just got to make sure we do what we're meant to be doing, and then we just worry about the result at the end of the game. I obviously know managers don't like to pick out players, but your front, your strikers, Stedman Cunder and, and Michael Power, they're just always a threat. And uh, is Michael Power ever going to stop scoring goals? Do you think? Um, well, he's um, he had a bit of time out of the side. Um, 
and he came back in. And to be honest, he was really, really good when he was outside. Obviously, we got a good uh, forward line. There's four forwards, obviously, Stedman, uh, Michael Power, Fred Abassa and uh, young Alfie Eldridge. And to be honest, he came out the side for a little bit and he was he was superb with the players. He was a, a real captain. Um, he was waiting for his chance. We had a chat and he said, obviously, he knows football can spin 365 degrees any time. And... Um, yeah, it, it span around for him and he came back in and he scored two goals and he's not stopped scoring since, really. I remember I saw you back at, at Glebe at the start of the season and I remember saying to you after the game, I thought that the, the scoreline looked harsh on you and I guess it's been proven right that, you know, you can mix it with anyone in this division. Yeah, we are. We, we, we have a, a strategy and a structure to play to and we do, um, we do that and we've been doing it really, really well. And obviously, we just got to keep that up. We've got a great bunch of lads in the training room. They're buying into the management team of Russell, Dean and Nelson's um, telling them. And they're just doing everything we ask. And it's paying, it's paying off well at the moment. And there's such a feel-good factor at the club as well with the efforts of the youth team. And I guess everybody's kind of looking forward to that tie against Portsmouth. What a draw. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's good for the young legs. They, um, they've done really well. Obviously, they've beaten um, Chatham. Um, at Maidstone, both at their places. They beat Glebe at home and then they went over to Bournemouth um, a couple of weeks ago and they got a 3 0 win over there. It's, it's good. They're, they're doing really well and they deserve the game against Portsmouth. Obviously, three or four of them are actually starting in my first team at the moment. So it's a bit of an awkward one Saturday. Do we look after them for Wednesday or do we worry about the first team? But obviously, they've been doing really well and it's just it's a credit to the um, coaching staff of that academy and the boys that are coming through in Metin we've also got a good under 23 side um, so yeah it, it's really good the future is looking really good at Earth Town and for you to be playing a, a, a League One club and, and a club who was in the Premier League what was recently 10 years ago or so that, that, that is fantastic for, for a club in the scaffold level isn't it yeah it is and like I said they've, they've, done, they've done really well they've got themselves um, into the first round proper and it's, a, it's another chance to put themselves in the shop window um, like I said they're only just 17, 18 year old boys but they're really really progressing and like I said some of them are seeing the first one as well and they're not looking out of place there and I guess for, for you now you've just got to keep, keep on going I mean the, the confidence must be through the roof at the moment yeah listen like it, football's got a funny way of coming around and bite you on the backside and you lose a couple of games and then obviously it's all it's all doom and gloom but we just got to make sure we keep doing what we're doing, winning games. And listen, it's going to happen. We are going to lose a game. And when we do, it's how we bounce back, really. And I suppose just finally, the, the, the scaffold this season, is it the strongest league you, you've been involved in, do you think, at this level? Yeah, it's, it's very strong this year. Like I said, you've got a few sides, obviously, that have got a chance to win it. You've got your Glebes, your, obviously, Chatham's, your Sheppies, here from Belvedere, Deal Town are doing really well. And there's some dark horses as well in there. That um, the Tunbridge Wells always produce good sides. Kennington are doing really well. So, yeah, it is. It can. It can be. Um, it's really strong this year. And anyone, I think, out of six sides could possibly look to go up. And obviously, you're hoping that you'll be right in the mix all the way through. Yeah, listen. As long as we, as long as we keep doing what we're doing and we keep, we keep playing the way we're playing, I'm, I'll be happy. And like I said, if we're in the, if we're in the mix come Christmas, we'll reassess it then. We just, we get, we set the boys' targets every ten games to see where we can be and. Just get the next 10 games out of the way and see where we are after that. They're doing absolutely brilliant here with town and, and the whole club is going in the right direction. They've got the big game with Portsmouth in the in the FA Youth Cup as well next week. Uh, feel good factor. That's, that's all I can say.
uh, yeah, unbelievable, really, really great. What a game that will be on Saturday against Sheppey as well. So I think, uh, yeah, really good thing. Fantastic achievement with the um, the youngsters as well. And it, it, again, he was pretty grounded about that as well. You, where they were going, maybe they're overachieving, but if you carry on winning matches, that's all you, you can ask to do. So, yeah, I, I think it's, a, we we didn't tip, tip them anywhere near the start of the season, did we? So they're coming through there. Again, Sheppey and Chatterbear. Who's at home? Shepard them or Sheppey? It's at Earthtown, which is where the FA Vars game was as well. So, uh, yeah. interesting one. And I know Sheffield United are without Jack Midson at the moment due to injury. So, that may have a, a, a slight impact on, on them as well. And I think that's going to be a really, really interesting game. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be look out for that. Interesting from that. Again, he said he thought maybe they should have got a result against them in the, in the, in the Vars. So, maybe a little bit of revenge on that. I don't know if they've rested a few players. It's important in the league. But if they can beat them, puts down a massive marker, doesn't it? A really massive marker. But we love the scaffold. Both teams score a lot of goals. Um, expecting a, a really entertaining fair. And if you're in the area of that thing, I think it's probably one of the, the big games of the weekend. Well, you say that, but uh, it's also Chatham against Glebe on Saturday, which is oh. third against Bournemouth. So oh, on the weekend, it's going to be in the scaffold. Uh, I love but- all these things. Yeah, yeah, that's... Oh, well, massive weekend for the scaffold. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about Earthtown. As I, as I said to him, and I said a minute ago, I, I saw them at Glebe, and they were well beaten that day. But I just, I, I felt they were unlucky that night. I, I felt they could have the, the scoreline flatters Glebe that night. And is he's, he's got a good squad. He's got youth and experience. I, I loved what you were saying about Michael Power there as well. We talked about Michael Power on the show before. Still going strong, but he took him out of the team, but he was so professional and so grounded about it. And now he's come back in and can't stop scoring. And, and that's a dream for, for a manager, isn't it? Yeah, Michael Power. I remember seeing him years ago. Was it for Bromley? May even been for Cray at the, at the time. And he was always a, a good player and experienced player. Still wants to, I think his nickname Shaggy because he looks like Shaggy out of... Um, Scooby-Doo, isn't it? But it always, you know, a willing thing. And his experience for those young players as well is absolutely key. And I think he's a, he's a great professional and fair play to them. I'm looking forward to seeing what those results bring on Saturday for that game. So I expect goals. I expect entertainment. But will the scaffold look different come five o'clock on Saturday? The league table would be interesting to see, isn't it, really? Could have, arguably. You know, everybody nearly on the same. Well, a couple of draws and a win for Glebe. It would be interesting, really interesting times. It could be really, really interesting. So we should keep an eye on that and we'll obviously discuss it next week. Over the weekend, uh, it was Beer Sydney with Town 3, which was the result that took Eerie to the top of the table. Crow beat Canterbury City 4-1. Uh, Wellingtown scored in the 99th minute to beat Hollands and Blair 1-0. Uh, it was the FA Vars for the rest of our teams. It didn't actually go very well at all, uh, to be brutal honest. Beckenham made it through with a 2-0 win at Clapton. It was Chatham Town 6, Arlesford Town 0. Uh, Lordswood knocked out 3-2 against Corey Down Gatwick. It was Deal Town 4, Kennington 0. Rochester United were beaten 2-1 at Frimley Green. Kent Football United beaten 3-0 at Harefield. Tunbridge Wells uh, were 3-2 winners at Hilltop. Glee won 3-1 against Homer Green. Uh, Holmesdale knocked out on penalties after a 1-1 draw with Athletic Newham. Brydon Ropes were beaten 2-1 at Milton United. Milton United will be who Beckenham play in the next round, incidentally. Uh, Pagham beat Snodden Town on penalties. Sheppard United 4-0 winners over Forest Hill Park. Stansfield 3, Stablehurst Monarchs 1. The draw has been made for the next round, as I've already said. Glebe at home to Hamworth Villa. Deal Town at home to Littlehampton. Stansfeld against Badshot Lee. Tunbridge Wells against Walton and Hersham. Uh, Southall against Chatham Town. Shearwater against Sheppard United. And as I said, Milton United uh, against Beckenham Town. But... Uh, We've still got teams in the hat. We've still got teams running through, Matt. So there's, there's still a chance. And, and the big guns are all still in there, aren't they, really? 
Southall, I think we've got, have we got a couple of teams played Southall recently. Chatham got us a difficult tie, I think. Southall, uh, Southall actually, actually, I missed that one out, but they did beat Irith and Belvedere 3 0 uh, yeah, yeah. on Friday night. Yeah. So that does show that they've got something uh, to, certainly to, to cause uh, some problems. Unfortunately, Frimley Green's still going, hitting the bullseye, aren't they? So yeah. getting through. So at least, yeah, keep on up. Yeah, yeah, deal, deal got Littlehampton. Littlehampton, Littlehampton, yeah, that's Sussex way, isn't it? I'm sure the game, I'm sure some of these sides probably. Even though it's it's not regionalised, some of these sides they seem to keep playing the same sort of team. I don't know if Dean have played Little Lambton. Somebody's played Little Lambton. Sittingbourne did in the FA Cup, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think you know, Deal, you know, came back from behind last minute goal there. They'll be looking for that. It's a big tournament for them, Deal, as we've seen over the time. But yeah, I, I, you expect that the sides at the right end of the uh, the Scaffold Premier Division should be okay in that in that round. It's just if they can avoid each other as the go, competition goes on. But yeah, some um, difficult ties there. What's the priority for Sheppey and Chatham as well? Um, again, in this competition. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, my favourite um, tie in the next round has nothing to do with Kent, uh, but Corey Down Gatwick, who beat uh, Lordswood, named after an airport. Do you know they got it in the next round? No. British Airways. Oh, British Airways. Yep, couldn't, you couldn't have scripted that, could you? If you were if you were microwaving the balls, you wouldn't have put them two together. But yeah, you go. Crawley Down Gatwick are home to British Airways in the next round, uh, and that is poetry. Uh, League of British Airways in uh, one of the. Um, I did look them up actually, but um, yeah, the budget in... must be enormous. <laughs> well, I don't know. They've had some tough times. So maybe <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. Maybe there's no good. The budget. No, exactly. Yeah, they've completely. I'm they're not the British Airways. They've got to buy white, surely. They play in light like blue, the... by the looks of it. Light blue and dark blue. But uh, they're in the combined oh, Honestly, surely a white with a. Yeah. Oh, that's that's letting themselves down there. Won't we'll they get knocked out, British Airways? Combined Honestly League Gatwick. Division One. There, in incidentally. Uh, <laughs> Do you reckon they've got anybody actually play? Anybody? I'd love it if the pilot, the pilot was like the midfield. <laughs> Like that. Well, do you know what? Maybe let's hope they get through and then they get one of our teams in the next round and we can send one of our spies down there. How about that? That'd be brilliant. I'm, disapp- I'm disappointed they, they don't wear the kit, though. That's the thing. You know, the, the, you maybe know, they the, all wear, like, but maybe they wear like the cabin crew do with uh, like they've got the funny hats that they wear before the games. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a shame we haven't got. Was there any Kent teams that were like business? I know Craig Valley Paper Mills, but you know, major businesses. So why isn't there. Yeah, well, yeah. There's no. Sure there used to, yeah, there used to be paper paper clubs all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things like that and working. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, well, I don't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But no. we should find. If out. anybody knows any any business tips, you know, old school businesses that may have merged into something else in Kent, that would be interesting to see. Yeah. There were some P&O games United. in the Premier Division. Support United. Absolutely. Uh, there were some games in the Premier Division on Tuesday night. Uh, Beers did two, Dealtown two, Hollands and Blair Neil Chatham one, and Sheffield United came from behind to beat Kennington 2-1. Uh, in the First Division on Saturday, Chesterton Hook one, Lidtown two, if Havisham Strike Force two, Lewisham Borough four, Greenways three, Larkfield with New Hive three, Sutton Athletic three, Croydon two, Westside one, FC Elmstead five, and then on Tuesday night, just the one game in that division, Stansfeld won. SC Thamesmead nil, the sort of result that no one looks upon uh, fondly in the Southern Counties East League. A one nil win. What you want about uh, this weekend? Friday night football 
as Canterbury City are at home to Tunbridge Wells in the Premier Division. Then on Saturday, Chatham against Glebe, Irith Town against Sheppey United. We've all spoken about those two. Deal Town head to Fisher. It's Hollands and Blair against Holmesdale. Kennington against Irith and Belvedere. Two more good sides there. Punjab United against Crowbar Athletic. Rustall at home to Lordswood. Tower Hamlets against Beerstead and Welling Sport. Wellingtown against K Sports. Uh, in the first division, it's Croydon against Faversham Strike Force. FC Elmstead host Forest Hill Park. Larford and New Hyde against Bryden Ropes. Lewis and Barra against Greenways. Meridian VP at home to Westside. Rochester United against Chesterton Hook. SC Timmersville against Lidtown. Snodland Town against Sutton Athletics. Stansfield against Tooting Beck. Staples Marks against Kent Football United. Then on Tuesday, a smattering of fixtures. It's Chatham against Punjab. Crowborough against Glebe. And Irith and Belvedere against Fesher in the Premier Division. And then in the Kent Senior Trophy, to round it off, Lordswood against Beckenham Town. Beckenham of the Combined Counties League, of course, uh, on on Saturday, they play in the Combined Counties League Premier Cup. And uh, so, I mean, I don't, again, some of these cup competitions just don't make any sense. And that seems to be another one of those. But there you go. Uh, so good luck to all of our teams over the weekend. There's, there's certainly some excellent, excellent fixtures uh, floating around the place. And we'll, and we'll look forward to, to talking about them all next week, won't we, mate? Yeah, some cr- cracking ones. Scaffold's going to be um, to the fore, I think, this weekend. But yeah, hopefully our sides can go again all in the right direction and can get some results. But I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, is this the week that maybe Chatham and Sheppey two-horse race? Do you think if they both win? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, but then you've still got Deal Town in the mix yeah, as well. So, so and, you know, that, but that's a big test for them as well at Fisher. So it's going to be... A couple uh, of draws and a Deal Town win. We're going to get really excited, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. So we shall keep an eye on all of that. Well, I went through all the fixtures elsewhere in the county this weekend, Matt. How many games did you come up with that you'd rather be going to on Saturday than where you're actually going to be going? <laughs> um, yeah, numerous, mate. Numerous. It's sad, isn't it? No, well, you know, I'll be there on Saturday. Um Eventually, we will win a game. Um, so um, why not? Is it against Stockport, really? But um, you know, it's going to be tough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to do this, but what are you basing this on? Eventually, we 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 will win a game. <laughs> what are you basing it on? <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. But eventually, again, as I say, we haven't. You've got to score goals. We haven't been that bad at home. I don't think. Um, yeah, but it, but, it, but again. Losing to Yate, the five-hour trip probably on the way back, lifting them from that must be tough, isn't it? Oh, we're on our bellies as it is. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Again, more people. I don't want to get into trouble by saying what's gone wrong and things like that. It's got respect for the people who run the club, but you know, something's got to change um, and see what happens. But you know, it's not all about Dover Athletic. And as I say. There'll be people there chuckling at this point in the pod. So what goes around comes around, I suppose. People, you know, as I said before, so there will be people laughing at us. And that's the nature of football, isn't it? So there you go. Absolutely. Should have just played it last You're time, laughing mate. at it, anyway. You're laughing at it, aren't you? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But I, I'm just one of those people who when my... I, I like it when people are down in the dumps, but they are funny with it. And, and you're, you're like that, you know, it, it, some people would be like, oh, God, we've lost. It's really upsetting. But at least, you know, you, you take it in the spirit that I like it to be taken. So I know I can I can push back against it. So Yeah, yeah. I think somebody put on um, Twitter last night on the Dover thing, Bray for Gerard, didn't it? which made me laugh. So <laughs> on that. So, yeah. Well, nothing, yeah, nothing surprises you. I've been in the game too long, John, to know it anymore, isn't it? Man and boy. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for the football stuff. Yeah. You've been up to it much interest in watching anything good on the telly? Um, watched a few films. Uh, I've, I've got on Strath Let's Flats. Have you watched that? 
I've seen the trailers for it, and I think, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's nothing better. I've seen better comedies, but it whiles away 20 minutes while we're stuck at home. Um, uh, No, apart from James Bond, we're back on Fear the Walking Dead. Um, Nothing, nothing, apart from going to see James Bond, as I say, but I gave the the ending away at the beginning there. So I'm sorry if you're going to go and watch it in a minute, if if you're listening to this. So, um, um, no, it's just, well... Again, once this week's over, it's the countdown to Christmas, really, isn't it? Because Halloween's gone, and then November, it'll soon be, yeah, countdown to Christmas coming, mate. So that's what I've got to find out what we're going to ask Father Christmas for Christmas, apart from the three points. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's going to say, I reckon you could say, could have a billion pounds, and he'd go, well, can have something a bit less, less, less ambitious, and he'd go, Dover to win, and go, well, let's talk about this money, to a cash or, or check. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you are right, the countdown to Christmas does start, obviously, yeah. Uh, Regular listeners will probably know that Monday is the uh, is the bank holiday here, or it's uh, my other half's birthday. So once that is out of the way, yes, we do start thinking about Christmas a little bit more. So uh, yeah, we've got a couple of nights away. Planned? Yeah, we're going away for a couple of nights, but uh, it's a top secret location, Ooh. so I can't reveal South that. <laughs> uh, well, I've actually told her we're going to go for a real treat. We're going to Crabble. Um, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. um, no, we're going away somewhere nice. So that's a nice. nice couple of days away. Uh, recharge the batteries a bit of, of uh, after yeah, another busy, busy spell. Time, busy time for you now, I suppose. Up to Christmas, I suppose, is it? People, yeah, it's busy. not too bad. Christmas market, mustn't stuff like not, that. Not a big one, no. We've got an ice skating rink this year, but uh, I won't right. be partaking in that because uh, why, that. why would I? Um, but no, we uh, yeah, we've got a nice little trip planned, so that should be nice over the weekend and then back to it all next week. But I will obviously be keeping a close eye on all of the results and uh, making sure that everything's still ticking along but yeah some really really big games over the weekend so we'll look forward to it and if you're at any of those games let us know what your thoughts are do get in touch with us as always on twitter at kent nl podcast you can find us on facebook as well search for kent non-league podcast i might even remember to uh, publish this week's show on the facebook this week i didn't do I, i'm week. going to a wedding reception um in guildford on saturday night after the football so i can probably ring you john um uh on, on my way there and think um and tell you what, how it went yeah brilliant i should look forward to that. you're gonna be a great guest at the wedding aren't you <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've had a good day, Matt. And, there's uh, a few Dover people, because he's got a microphone from Dover, so there'll be a few Dover people there, and they'll probably say, oh, went well then. But, you know, I, I could be break down to another table if we win. That's uh, true. Couldn't I? So, yeah. I could be, oh, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, well, again, that's what annoys me. I honestly thought we were going to win, and they didn't. And yeah. I'm thinking, why... Why did I get in there? Yeah. It's the hope that kills you. It is the hope that kills you, doesn't it? So, um, but there you go. No, it's, yeah, so, um, yeah, just carrying on and, um, yeah, enjoy your, well, happy birthday to your other half and um, we'll be back next week sometime, probably late night rather than um, mid-morning. Exactly. Probably about a different, and across the clock change at the weekend, don't forget. So, uh, you yeah, know, that's all the fun. Oh, so, yes, hour, extra hour in bed. So that's good. Yep, that is true. That will be nice. A nice uh, little bit of respite. But yes, you can find me on Twitter at JohnPips81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. And uh, yes, don't forget to get in touch. To say if you've been to a, if you go to a game over the weekend, do always love to read your comments on them on Twitter. So do get in touch. Uh, great to hear from you all. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. We've we've not only did we start it in the morning, we finished it in the morning as well. So thank you everybody for listening. Thanks to all three of our guests, and we'll speak to you next week on the Kent Only Podcast. I'll be hopefully they'll play. Yeah, it's the only way is up, and I'll be on that dance floor on Saturday night at the disco. I expect they're more likely to be playing Dr. Funk down, down to down for you, Matt. <laughs> hope, you, hope you have a nice break. <laughs> <laughs>